We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on a Friday, the final Sports Daily of 2022. Tommy Castor, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing today. Your calls at 869-1240. I got to tell you, Paul, uh, I'm not even I'm not even a K-State fan. Um, I mean, I respect K-State. I'm not even a, a fan, but I'm really excited for the Sugar Bowl. I'm really excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for Kansas State to be able to play on this national stage against the national brand of Alabama um, in the spotlight, one of the biggest games that the program has ever had. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think that this is a huge opportunity for Kansas State to show that they belong as far as one of the, the top national programs in America. Um, I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well. That's going to be one of those must-see TV-type deals where you're going to settle in and you're going to really watch every play. I mean, that's what I'm planning on doing, and I think a lot of people are. And uh, I can't wait for it. The one thing that I want to see, though, Tommy, and the thing that I'm most curious about is I want to take a look at Meat on the Hoof. Do you remember the old 1960s book entitled Meat on the Hoof, which was about the University of Texas football and you know how, how schools go through players? I'm looking at Meat on the Hoof. I'm looking at at the difference. I'm going to try to see if I can see a noticeable difference between the athletes at the University of Alabama and the athletes at Kansas State. And Fitz did a great job yesterday on this radio show talking about who these people are, how good they are, how highly recruited they are. These are the creme de la creme amongst high school kids who go to college to play football. And I want to see, is there really that big a difference? Can we tell that difference? Or does, as one matures and gets older and becomes a sophomore and then a junior and a senior, can, 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 can kids catch up with other kids? I'm very curious. I want to see if there's a noticeable difference in talent on that field. Well, first off, uh, to respond to you, no, I don't remember that book. Uh, I'm a lot younger than you are, Paul. Oh, so thank I, you I for that. Sure, yeah, thanks. No, yeah. no. <laughs> sure, that's but no, great. I'm, I'm right. I'm you know, right there with you, though. I'm going to get no, my go leather ahead. helmet out. I'm going to get my leather helmet out, and <laughs> the next time I see, you, I'm going to run into you with it. How's that? Was that back when the goalposts were at the at the goal line instead of behind? <laughs> yeah, there, thank you. Back for in that. that back in those days, is uh, that right? Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, it was like literal pigskin back then, wasn't <laughs> that's it? That's right. It's um, right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you though. As far as this game is concerned, one what I'm really. Uh, intrigued by. Uh, I've been reading up on this game and, and you know, looking at some of the comparisons between these two teams. And, and there are comparisons that have been made nationally with the way that Kansas State runs their offense with a way that a previous Alabama team ran their offense. So you go back to 2015. Of course, Alabama has had 
great team after great team after great team under Nick Saban. But back in 2015, Alabama had Lane Kiffin as their offensive coordinator. Jake Coker was their quarterback. They ran a lot of wide receiver screens, jet sweeps, things like that. That's a lot what can, you know, Kansas State does a lot of that too. The difference is in 2015 with Alabama, when they did that, they had Derrick Henry in the run game. We know what Derrick Henry can do. We know what he did in college. We know what he's done in the NFL. Uh, Kansas State has Deuce Vaughn. Those two guys are not built similar at all. Deuce Vaughn is 5'6", 170 yards. Derrick Henry was 245 pounds. So you've got different sizes in the, the lead back for both of these teams back, you know, if you're comparing the way Kansas State runs their offense today with the way Alabama did back in 2015 when Derrick Henry was the running back. I find that interesting that, you know, they, they, they run a similar kind of offense with a completely different kind of running back. But Kansas State has had a lot of success doing that offensively throughout the entire season. Right. And I think that uh, yesterday Fitz made a really good uh, uh, point, particularly when he was talking about, you know, as good as the players are at the University of Alabama, these kids are coached to do certain things. I can remember talking one time to a coach of, let's say, I'm going to say it's a, a notable uh, Power Five conference football coach who was a defensive uh, coordinator who told me, what we've been trying to do here lately and the latest thing that, that we do, and this was a number, this is probably 10 or 15 years ago, so it's a little out of date now. But he said what, we, what, we are, what we're doing is we're finding the best athletes possible, lining them up, and telling them to get depth into the backfield as defensive players and make plays with their athleticism. You can't do, the, you, you can't do that today. You can't do that with the way football is played offensively. That doesn't work anymore. You've got to coach these kids. And remember Fitz talked about gap control? I mean, I love yeah. it when Fitz, uh, Fitz uses the words gap control. That just excites the heck out of me. And I can <laughs> tell you this right now, that that's exactly what this team does. You take great athletes, the, five, the four and the five-star recruits, then you coach the heck out of them so that they become very uh, proficient in the skills that football require – and you've got a team like Alabama, a team that I swear to goodness sakes, I really do not understand how they have two losses. I mean, I get it. Tennessee, that's a good team. I mean, I slept on them halfway through the, through the, through the year. I mean, before I all of a sudden it hit me like a ton of bricks. Hey, this team's good. You know, pay attention to them a little. Okay, I think I will. But the point is, is that when you, when you put together great athletes and great coaching and give those kids purpose – and, and, and teach them the right way to play this, this science of football, then it's hard to beat. That's why, boy, oh, boy, you know, this pick, you know, given six and a half points, is that enough? When we get to that point, I have not made my decision, Tommy. I do not know how I'm going to make that pick yet. I'm still yeah. mulling it around in my head. But, man, I'll tell you what, skilled kids being coached who are great athletes, that's a darn good combination, Tommy. Think of the opportunity here that Will Howard has going into this game. Um, and it, it's been discussed at length. We don't necessarily need to get into it again. But, you know, how he played last season in relief of Skylar Thompson and the fan base was ready to move on. Uh, I think that at the time the coaching staff was ready to move on because they went out and got Adrian Martinez in the transfer portal. Martinez goes down injured and the development of Will Howard from last season to this season has been incredible. Uh, and the, the stage that he's on, 
going head to head with Alabama's defense, having Bryce Young, who will absolutely play on Sundays next year, uh, on the opposite end of the field as him. He's got a huge opportunity here to raise his profile nationally. And I would think that Kansas State fans have to feel incredibly secure having Will Howard at the quarterback position, not only tomorrow, but for next season as well. Well, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, you know, six, seven, eight games ago, just sure, like you, yeah. just like you. I thought, well, I'm not, you know, I've got to see this to, to, to know this is going to work and it's got to be proven. To, well, he did a great job of proving it to me. Is he, is he a Heisman candidate? No. Is there a Heisman candidate in Lawrence? I think there is. But they're two different type of quarterbacks and two different types of offenses and two different types of football. Well, no, no, they're actually one type of football program. Those are both coaches who have have you know their 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 wits about them and understand what it takes to 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 win at the college level. So no, that's not the case. But it's it's two different types of quarterbacks at K State and at KU. But I'll tell you what, this guy has won the hearts and minds of this football team. This team believes in 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 their quarterback. This team will fight for their quarterback. This team will do everything it takes to make this team successful. And when you have buy-in by an entire football team, and that, in fact, the entire K-State community, I think you could say, uh, when you have this kind of buy-in to a particular quarterback, man, good things happen. Things just happen in, in a good way. So, yeah, this is a program that it, that has found its guy and bless the, bless the heart of of uh, Edgar Martinez, it's it's good that he came to K State. Uh, I was always wondering just how good he would be, but uh, you know things work out, have worked out well, and K State has a quarterback. It, I think it can depend on: uh, will he be a flashy quarterback? Will he be a Heisman candidate? No, I don't think so. But he's going to be that quarterback that players like to rally around. And man, Tommy, that's big. That's big, well, look, my friend. And, yeah. And Will Howard, that you know, he's not a flashy quarterback, no, right? He's not. You know, he's not. He's not super mobile, um, but they don't need him to be. They've got you know Deuce Vaughn and DJ Giddens in the backfield, um, kind of a one-two punch to be able to run the football. So they don't need Will Howard to be mobile. In fact, when the running game is effective with Deuce and DJ, it softens up the defense, right? And it allows uh, Will Howard to be able to throw deep. And 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 that's really that's the game plan for Kansas State, I think, offensively tomorrow. One question that I have for you, we mentioned Adrian Martinez, uh, and, and Jacob and I had a debate about this earlier this week. Is there, assuming that Adrian Martinez is healthy, which it, it sounds like indications are that he is, is there a place for him in this game tomorrow where they have some you know designed package plays? We know that Martinez can be mobile, is there an opportunity, do you think, for Adrian Martinez to get on the field? Jacob says that the Kansas State offense, it would add an additional layer of uh, explosiveness uh, and maybe keep Alabama off guard a little bit. I'm not so sure that that's really necessary for this game tomorrow. What do you think? I think you're probably closer to the truth than, than, than Jacob is. Now, am I saying that there isn't a place where they're going to have a trick play? But there's a difference between a trick play and integrating in, say, a guy like Adrian Martinez into your offense for a particular series, for a particular, uh, you know, uh, way you want to do some things. Uh, uh, do you line up an Adrian Martinez as a receiver, lateral back to him, 
uh, at the A and let him throw deep because everybody thinks it's a toss sweep? Maybe. Maybe that's what you do. Maybe you. I don't know how you use him, but for him to come in at the position of quarterback and run an entire series or two, gosh, I, Tommy, unless unless K State gets behind, uh, unless K State has problems moving the ball, uh, unless K State has problems scoring when they should be scoring, uh, I don't think he will have a big presence in this game. I think he will get in the game. Don't get me wrong. I think that is the case. I think it'll be certain plays that he will get in, possibly certain downs and distances. That might be the case. I think he'll be scripted into this game somehow, but I don't think he's going to have much of a focus on him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I I still don't have a a solid handle on the way that this game is going to play out um, because I do think that there are a number of scenarios that are within the realm of possibility that we can see tomorrow. It's really, and I think I, I asked Fitz about this yesterday, if you remember, right. uh, if there's a storyline between the two coaches, between Chris Kleiman and Nick Saban. Uh, and I think that there is because I think it's going to end up being a chess match. And there are some games that are not chess matches, right, Paul? It's like pure force. You're just going to go out there and just impose your will on the other team. Then there are other games and other matchups where it comes down to game plan and strategy and what are we going to focus on? What are we going to try to take away on either side of the ball? And again, there are so many different scenarios that I could see playing out in this game where, you know, one scenario is that Deuce Vaughn and DJ Giddens have a great game running the football. And if they're able to do that, then that's going to take a lot of the pressure off of Will Howard and he should play really well. And the Kansas, the Kansas State offense should look really good. So that's one scenario, but then you have to keep in mind that Alabama has Will Anderson on the other side of the ball, and if they have a dedicated pass rush, and they put quite a bit of pressure on Will Howard, and if the running game doesn't work, then that could, that could cause a lot of issues. On the other side of the ball, Kansas State has one of, if not the best defense in the Big 12. How does that translate against playing a guy like Bryce Young and the Alabama offense? So again... I think it could play out in a variety of different ways. I'm kind of with you. Like, and I'm not just I'm not just trying to play coy here before our picks next hour. It, I think it's going to be a, a, a last-second decision when we get to picks about what direction I want to go. Well, you're like me then because, you know, I'm still torn between these. Uh, I think if, if, if Alabama uh, was giving just a few more points, then I would take K-State, but that's that border. You know, there – it's, you know, I guess these casinos get big and, and beautiful and have, are very expensive because they, they know what they're doing. And they've picked a line. They've picked a point spread that I go, eh, gosh, I, you know, something that could go either way. And I guess that's what they want. But uh, the point is, is that uh, I don't know how to pick this game yet either. I think all the other games that we're picking today, which thank, thank, thankfully, and I'm always grateful to Jacob, he always gives us those lists, you know, an hour in advance, and we're able to look them over. And I'm, but I think I know where I'm going with just about every pick. This Sugar Bowl has me flummoxed a little bit, and it's really, it's really hard for me to pick one way or the other. But we've got to make a decision on it yeah. right now. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm leaning to Alabama. I don't know if that's right or not, but I don't know if that's right. Right. But I think. Well, I'm, look. Uh- yeah, I'll, I'll double down on what I said on Wednesday on this on this show. There are two different schools of thought here. If you're going to bet this game, if we're looking at this game from a betting perspective in the spread, if you want to take Kansas State on the money line, if you think they're going to win the game and you take them on the money line, 
then I think you can also make an argument to take the under uh, because that would show that the Kansas State defense is going to show up and they're going to limit what Alabama can do offensively. If you're thinking that Alabama can cover that six and a half point spread, then I think you would also feel fairly comfortable in taking the over in that regard because at that point you would think that Alabama uh, will be able to score the football and Kansas State will probably be able to also. Uh, so I think there are two different schools of thought. But yeah, right now, you know, 9.43 in the morning, the day before the game, <laughs> or just over 24 hours away, I'm still not sure which I'm direction I'm either. going, but we're going to have oh. to make a pick next hour. So we'll do that oh uh, in the second segment of the second hour. That's coming up for you. When we come back, though, on the show, we're going to shift gears and look at basketball. Both the Jayhawks and the Wildcats kick off Big 12 play tomorrow on New Year's Eve. We'll preview both of those matchups on the way on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.